You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, CC, and welcome all to part 38 of our weekly podcast, The Curran View, with the idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. What a week it's been. What a week, what a month. Yeah. It's, uh, it seems to get, be getting worse in the sense that uh, people are getting, starting to get a bit more frustrated now, aren't they? You know, it's, yeah. it's a bad thing at this moment in time, but what can anyone do? You know, it's, we just have to wait and get take the right advice, and let's hope that it, it, it can blow away quickly. I'll blow over quickly. Yeah, we can only take advice from the medics and the scientists and and pretty much do as we're told. Um, How long this will last for, nobody really knows, but uh, I'm sure that it will blow over or blow away and life will come back to to normal. But on a positive front, the pollution's gone down. We're starting to talk to each other more. Um, wives and husbands are finding that they actually like each other or dislike each other. And families seem to be getting closer and so do communities. And older people are even going to the streets and doing daily exercise. So obesity might be going down as well. So there are one or two little plus points. I think there is one or two little plus points. Yeah. I, I won't go as far as what as, as what you have gone because at the end of the day, the economy... If it doesn't kickstart soon, yeah. and regardless of what anyone says, yeah. you know, we can't kickstart it. If it doesn't kickstart it soon, there's going to be bigger problems than the coronavirus. Yeah. You know, people people are in debt. Yeah. Regardless of what anybody says, they might have nice cars in, in houses, but they're in debt because those majority of those cars will be on higher purchase. They, they'll be mortgaged uh, up to some of them, not all of them, but yeah. some of them. You know, they are going to lose. Regardless of what happens now, some of these companies are going to go bankrupt. Yep. As soon as it blows over. So, yes, there's plenty of things what will come out of which will be good in one sense, like you said, yeah. and I agree. But obviously there's other there's other things and there's people going to be depressed because there's no money. I can see one or two little things happening now on Facebook where people are starting to moan and groan. The last thing we want is people to get uh, down, depressed, uh, and then marching on the streets because... It's something that we we need to get to the bottom of it as quickly as possible without any without any trouble for, from from anyone really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Topic of the week because there has been a bit of controversy with a, a football player that we both uh, love and adore, Jack Grealish, who twenty four hours previously earlier said stay at home and look after the NHS workers, and then roll it on twenty four hours he went in his car to a pal's house. And then we don't know what happened there. We don't know what happened after. But there's been a massive fallout. First and foremostly, what was your take on the situation? And then I'll secondary come in with our topic of the week shortly after. Well, the, the, the thing about it, uh, once you've been warned not to, to be going... 
out wandering as such. When I say out wandering, he's gone out to a friend's house, bit sounds of it. Yeah. The best thing for is for Jack to clear up and say, look, I went out, I went round, saw a friend, bum, 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 uh, and then come back. Now, if he's been out partying at the house, you know, you know as well as I do, uh, some won't think is done too much wrong, yep. but you're going to get the political correctness of people. And same as when I'm speaking to you now about this, because no, I'm not going to stick for stick up for Jack, because at the end of the day, the political correct pe- people will always, always win. Always win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, we should take the advice of the gov- government, right? Uh, and yes, help the uh, NHS uh, try and contain this uh, virus, but People will always add a little bit onto it. Of you know it. Yep. I know it. Uh, what I will say is, Jack, you've done the wrong thing because what what's happened is that you've given the political correctness people to have a go, and it's they what win nearly all the time. Yeah. I don't blame anybody for this virus. I don't. When I say I don't blame anyone, I don't blame the Chinese people. But to sort anything out, any problem out, what 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 happens in in life you have to get to the epicenter of it and the chinese government should have let the rest of the uh, health experts into the country to find out exactly what it was how to contain it but they didn't do and it's gone viral and it's like you say people are getting in trouble uh because it's it's frustrating to to stop in the house i mean you've got to go out you've got to go out and do a little bit of shopping Yep. Right. You've got to out, go out and do a little bit of exercise. You cannot just sit in an house, regardless of what they say. You can say, "Well, go, go in your garden, whatever." You. Listen, it's a big problem for everyone. Uh, I'm not going to knock Jack uh, for what he's done, but he's got to realise that he's got uh, a big uh, not what's the word I'm looking responsibility. for responsibility responsibility on his shoulders mm-hmm. to, to show uh, other people what's the right thing to do and what's you know what's not the right thing to do. So going there, uh, he's not done himself any favours. But at the end of the day, uh, he's mixed with younger people. What, regardless of what anyone says, uh, they can't. Uh, I'm not saying they can't. That's a, the, the wrong word. Yeah. Uh, they've got better immune systems to fight the, the these bugs. And yes, uh, it's come out that someone's died at a young age. But are we getting the real truth of that? I, had he got a had he got a serious uh, illness? We don't know, mm. but we have to take uh, all all uh, precautions and what the experts are telling us until we know what's what. But listen, this if we don't get back with the economy sooner than than later, there's going to be bigger problems, Gabby. Yeah. Regardless what anybody says, regardless what anybody was, what, what's he talking about? He ain't got the brains to be talking about this. Mm. Well, whether I've got the brains or not there will be a bigger, bigger problem than the coronavirus if this is not sorted quickly. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And in terms of Jack Grealish, my standpoint is we know that there was an incident, we know there was a situation. Jack then went on to social media, apologised. OK, he didn't say sorry, but he was embarrassed. And, you know, for me, that was good enough. He'd done the right thing. He, he straight away fronted it. I posted it up, blimey, the abuse I got was ridiculous. So, you, you know, being Jack Grealish is very difficult and he's deviled if he does and he's deviled if he don't. But um, like I say, 
we don't know what went we, on. We, 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 we will get stick for this. Yeah, we exactly. will get stick for this. Yeah. Regardless of what you say. But we cannot we cannot keep bowing to the political correctness. Yeah, we cannot. Yeah, yeah. We cannot keep doing it. Hmm. If we if we've done something wrong, yeah. Right? Let's punish us for it. Yeah. I'll accept that. But the politically correct people want to punish certain people, but when 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 it's them what do it, yeah. All right, we, we don't hear nothing about it. Yeah. Or the press try to hide it. Mm. You know, it's, as soon as as soon as you put something on there on that trying to defend him, you knew you were gonna but you've been brave enough and honest enough to say, Well, hang on a bit, yes, it's made a mistake, mm. but it's not it's not uh, gone over the top in the sense that, you know, he's partying and he's doing this, he's doing that, yeah. and it's spreading to every Tom, Dick and Harry. Mm, yeah. You know, he's gone to someone's house. Whether he's right or whether he's wrong, he knows what's been t uh, what he's been told not mm. to do it. But at the end of the day, the political correct are going to get on his back and and then other people jump jump on it because look it gets them in papers yeah it, it shouldn't be doing it gives them their five minutes of fame so and I, I don't give a damn what anybody thinks at the end of the day I don't want to see anybody die I don't want to see anybody get hurt but I don't want to see anybody get lynched for making a mistake yeah absolutely and uh, as I say in, in, in terms of, of Jack what what annoyed me is the only time Birmingham City supporters in some of them interact with me is over Jack Grealish, and you know you look at you look at what went on with Jack. Birmingham City have a history of buying players with criminal records. I remember when we bought Jermaine Pennant. We bought him while he was in prison. He made his debut with a tag on his ankle, and he. I think he crashed his car around a lamppost and give somebody else his name. And you know what? The Blues fans loved him for it. And he was an icon. He was a cult hero. They did the same with Marlon King, who, who also had a record. And this is where I come from this week. We're too judgmental and we're very, very hypocritical. So if you're going to hit with one with a stick, you've got to hit the same. You've got to hit the others with the same stick as well. And brilliant. Pe and people, people are very selective in who they decide to hammer, and that annoys me. Brilliant, brilliantly summed up. Brilliantly summed up, Gabby. And I'm not sticking up for you. Mm. You know, you've summed it up right. Certain people uh, can do worse things than what Jack's done. Yeah. Right. And then, oh, he's made a mistake, you know, blah, blah. Uh, and then somebody like Jack Grealish, who they really want to have a go at. You've summed that up brilliantly, you know, and you're right what you're saying. He shouldn't have done it, but there's, there's people done a lot worse things than if. You know, there's people, there's people every day when I go to the supermarket walking up and down the streets. Yeah. You know, so should they be out? Maybe, they, all right, they're going out for a walk, but. If they're going to pull Jack up, they've got to pull everybody up yeah. and ask why. Why are you out? What's the reason for you being out? And then if they're not, if they're not having the reasons where they're going for a little walk, uh, or they're going to a chemist, or they're going to get some food, or they're doing some shopping for some elderly person, or doing some shopping for uh, uh, a disabled person, then everybody's got to be uh, made accountable for, for for their actions going out. Yeah, absolutely. Topic of the week, TC, leads us nicely into it. Should footballers be role models? Well, you, 
when I say role models, there's certain, when you say role models, there's certain things that got to be role models uh, on. I mean, on a football field, rolling around, yes, because kids, all kids, we've all been kids, yeah. right? So nowadays, it's a bit different to what it is now. Uh, in my day, you get something like a Norman 100. I mean, I think Norman, I mean, he got called bite your legs. But I will look at somebody like uh, Chopper Harris. Yeah. Chopper Harris would go out and kick you. So the people what weren't the better players or played in defence, they'd watch them on the TV. You go onto a football field and they'd come and do the same thing and whack you. So yeah. they, are a, they are a football model. Uh, they are a, a role model for things like that. Now, if they're going out partying, doesn't anybody, doesn't anybody party? Doesn't anybody go out uh, exactly. and have a drink? Exactly. Right now, as long as he's he doing on a Saturday night because that's the, the day of the week where they've had the game. Now, if they're playing in midweek, then don't do it. But if they've got a free week, let your hair down every now and again on a Saturday. And I'm not saying every Saturday. I mean, I never drink, so it's easy for me to say that than than it is for them. What what, what have a drink at weekend? But the young lads and uh, and they want to go and enjoy themselves. You know, we have one life. We have we've got one life, and we don't live it that long. And after that life, you're sleeping. Yep. Right, you're sleeping half of that life, so you've got to live it without, you know, abusing anybody else, right? So, in one sense, yes, they've got to be role models because whatever you do, and it, all it is nowadays is the money they get, and there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of envy yep. for what what they get for doing such little work because it is, but it's harder than what people think it is because you are pounding your body. So it's you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. I mean, I'm no expert to uh, to say what's right or what's wrong because if I say uh, no, we don't have to be role models. Well, typical ignorant and all that. So and if I went the other way, you know, you're agreeing with again with the political correctness. It's it's a difficult one, but all I say and all I do as a human being is I respect other people. You know, if I live next door to you, I'm not going to be causing you problems with throwing things into your garden or playing loud music and et cetera, et cetera. I respect uh, other people. And if, if, if it's very rare I dislike people, Gabby, and yeah. I, I mean that, very rare, very, very rare. Mm. Uh, but I would not disrespect people in a sense. Uh, if I didn't like somebody or I disliked them, I wouldn't want to be causing trouble and playing loud music and all, you know, all that type of thing if I'm living next door to him. So have respect for someone uh, and show show the respect that you would want back from other people. So That's... role models, in one sense, I can see what people are looking at, but it, it's difficult. Everybody's di Everybody has a different personality. Absolutely. For me, your role models uh, should be your, your parents or your family. Um, you take the lead from from your parents. That's the way you're brought up. And then when you go to school, there's discipline or should be discipline in the school from the teachers. For me, when you're watching football players, football players, to me, the way I have always seen football players are they are influencers of my life only in terms of football, i.e. when I watched Match of the Day, when I watched Star Soccer, when I watched a game of football, I wanted to be the footballer because from a little boy kicking a ball around, all I ever wanted to do was play football. So football players influenced me in terms of football and football only. My heroes growing up 
were all had a bit of side to them, whether that be Frank, whether it be yourself, whether it be Uddy, whether it be Charlie George, Rodney Marsh, uh, Stan Bowles, Georgie Best, all all the players in, in modern games, uh, what modern days rather, James Madison and Jack Grealish, probably the only two English players that, that, that I like in that capacity. I don't, I don't, I've never looked at George Best and seen George's ways and thought, you know what, that's how I want to live my life. I've never looked at other football players and thought, oh, that's how I want to live my life. I've watched players and thought, that's what I want to be. I want to be a footballer. So they've influenced me, but not been role models. And I don't think footballers, rock stars or actors are necessarily good role models. Why should they be? They're entertainers. Brilliant. Listen, again, brilliantly put. I mean, that's why you've, you've eloquently expressed that better than, than I did, because you have left school with O-levels and A-levels. No, nothing. I left, well, nothing I, left with, you know, I left with nothing, but I got a, a fabulous football brain. Yeah. And I didn't use it as I should have used it, but I, I always thought I was amplified uh, everyone. And you're right. I mean, I can guarantee you, Gabby, because Thomas went to uh, Garforth uh, Comprehensive School, and it's called Academy now. And I always said to his mother, if we had, I mean, Thomas has never fetched us any trouble. He's never taken drugs. He's never been in trouble with police. He's been a lazy bugger, but he's never gone and got a job. Uh, but he's a, he's a lovely lad. But I always said to his mother, don't tell me it's not his fault. So when I went to school, if I had to go to school, I said to him in front of the teacher and everything else, Thomas, if you don't, if you don't want to learn, don't spoil it for Gabby. Get out of class. Yeah. Get out of class. Right, but parents always want to blame other kids first. But first, instead of looking at your own kid, has he done this, or am I going to cover up for him? That's what the first thing they should do. They fetch the discipline out of school. Yeah. Listen, I got caned at school. Listen, not for doing seriously wrong at school. Right, I got caned. I've never smoked, and when when the when when when, when my mate smoked at school, I'm I'm 65 now. So I'm talking about 13, 14, 15, well, left school at 15, so 11, 12, 13, 14. Uh, there were no tab ends on them cigarettes, so they used to have nicotines on the end. Yeah. So I used to save them, the things in my pocket. Yeah. And I used to go behind uh, bike shed with lads and lasses that they go in for smoke because of my mates, you see. Yeah. Uh, and once they've had the six, we'd all go playing football. Even lads would go play football. But I used to keep the six. Right, and then one day they decided to check me, and they went through my pockets and they found cigs. They knew I didn't smoke because the first thing they did, they, looked, they turned my hands over. Said, "No, no nicotine." The lads have got, and the lads have got nicotine on the hands yeah. from the from the cigs. But every Monday when we had assembly, one day I got three canes across my hand. I never saved any more. Yeah, you know. So the discipline's come out of school, and I'm not saying well. People, you're right. It, it's not role. It's not role. Football is not role medals. Uh, models. The kids are role models. The teachers should be role models. What's right and what's wrong. And regardless of what anybody says, if you haven't got any education, and what I mean by education, you don't need to go with all levels or A levels. Mm. You still know what right and wrong is. Yep. And all these people will keep making excuses for people doing the wrong things, right? Are covering up for them. You know, everyone, every person, when I say every person, if they're not handicapped and that type of uh, person, but anybody with any modicum sense know what right and wrong is. Yep. And having manners and respect for other people. 
Absolutely. Treat others how you want to be treated yourself. And, you know, I went to Kingshurst Comprehensive School. I I left with, well, I went to school for 11 years. It was pretty pointless, to be fair, because, I, I mean, I didn't get much from school. I think I left with two GCSE grade twos. I think one was in geography. The other one was possibly English. I only ever made a, a wooden duck in, in woodworking five years. I was almost useless in school, but I love football. Um, and that's all. I mean, in English, all we used to do was argue about Birmingham City and Aston Villa with all my pals. We, you know, we used to do silent reading. We never read nothing. So, you know, even, you're right, TC. Even if you haven't got a great education, you still know the value and how to live your life. And whether that's your parents, your school, whatever. But I think there's always something inside of you that knows what's right and what's wrong. You should know. Yeah. I love I love Big Jack Chow. I loved him. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, I tell you, Gabby, anybody what listens to this, you will not meet a nicer guy. Yeah. He's won every, every honour in football. Yeah. Right? No, I tell a lie. He didn't win the uh, European Cup. Yes. In, in that, he's a Champions League now. He didn't win that. Yeah. But he won a World Cup, a league title, an FA Cup, a league cup. Fairs Cup, which is a Cup Winners' Cup, isn't it? Something like that now. Fairs Cup was yeah. different, but I think they was won it? both. Yeah, I'm sure Leeds United did win both in, in Jack's time. And the so, League Cup as well in 67. It got no airs and graces Sorry, 69. on him. Yeah. yeah. No airs and graces on him. None. None. Uh, it, it'd sit in a pub. Uh, it'd sit in a pub. Uh, and just sit, it'd, it'd sit in tap room. Uh, and didn't go in there looking, oh, this is me, Jack Charlton. He went in just as, as a normal man would do, sit down, have a game at dominoes, a game at cards, or talk to people. One of the nice, nicest men you'll ever meet. I mean, I didn't like his philosophy in football, but yeah. there's, no, there's no wrong in that. There is nothing wrong in that. He probably didn't like the way I wanted to play football. Yeah. Right? But you will not meet a nicer, nicer man than Jack. And he set us all... Uh, standards that we that we um we had to adhere to and, and let me tell you something if you crossed him right it would punish us players because he would stick up for the fans yeah. and when we traveled away and you were playing down at exeter and, and plymouth because when when sheffield wednesday went in third division you're playing at there's south end and exeter and plymouth and all these grounds the lads would be going for a weekend spend the money up and he'd get him back on bus and he said to the lads, look, go and sit back at bus. Uh, don't be pestering players, you know, because they've got no money to get back. Yeah. Right. But they just joined in with us and they played cards with us. And, and you go, so, well, they've got no money. Right. Some of the lads have given them a couple of quid to play cards with. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you'll never meet a nicer, a, a nicer man than Jack. You'll, no one will ever meet a nicer man than Jack. I'll guarantee you that. But he set he set rules and he set rules what we should we sh- we've got to adhere to when you're playing for him and that's the same in, in a walk of life your parents should set certain rules and 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 that's how you should be brought up and you would have you'll have a lot more respect for people in general if if you had that in your in in, in your life and in your upbringing. Absolutely. And while you've referenced Jack, let's do our five of the best managers of the eighties. Well, when you say managers, do you mean can I have foreign managers, and uh, or have they got to be the British? I would British have, I would have gone British, but if you want to have foreign as well, yeah. if that's that's well, fine no, by no. me. If we're gonna go, if we're gonna go British, yeah. 
Well, I'm, I'm going to go with managers what, what I think has done well. Yeah. And again, I, I, I weren't a big lover of Jack's philosophy, but whatever he's been, he's been successful. Sheffield Wednesday, Middlesbrough. Uh, what else did he manage? Republic of Ireland. Yes, very uh, well, yeah. Newcastle, he, he didn't spend uh, uh, much time there, you know. Uh, but sometimes you can go, you can go and play for your own town team, and he can work against you. You could manage your own town team, and he can work against you. Because Jack, what a big Newcastle fan! Yeah. It, it probably didn't work out for him there. So I'm going to put Jack in that, not because of his philosophy, because of his, you know, he had success yeah. uh, wherever he went practically. So I'm going to put Jack in there, right? Yeah. I'm going to put uh, Dalglish in there. Yeah. Right. I'm going to put our Kendall in there. That's three. I'm going to put uh, Bob Paisley in there. Yeah. That's four. I'm going to put uh, the maestro, Brian Clough. Yeah. In there. Um, That's five. Is that five? Yeah. <laughs> and, well, there you go. Them, <laughs> them's my five. Oh, and I played, I played for three of them. Yeah, you did. You played you, you played for some of the great managers of and our missed, game I've and missed players. Big run, I've missed big run out, and I don't want to. I don't want to miss big run out. But I put Jack in because he did have success and run out success, and I didn't like Jack's philosophy on football, but he knew how to get results. Yeah. Well, I've I've twisted a little bit here because Liverpool in the eighties. Had three managers. Yeah. Bob, Bob Paisley retired in 1983. I looked this up. And then mm-hmm. Joe Fagan took him on for a couple of years. And then Kenny yeah. took him on. So they had the boot room. So um, that boot room of Paisley, Fagan and Kenny will squeeze them all into one because they all had between three and, and four years um, as, as the case may be. Yeah. So you can also put Big Run in there as well, So you know, because that... that you, you can you can use the same rules as what I have when you've squeezed a couple of managers right. into into one in that yeah. same team. Because Liverpool did have, like you said, three uh, managers yeah, that were all successful yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, passed on the baton. Yeah, and and then of course Shanks had that baton before, passed it on to uh, Paisley, passed it on to Fagan, passed so, it on to Kenny. Yeah, so we 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 Kenny. Uh... Paisley and, uh, and Fagan, Joe Fagan. And Fagan. I, then I can I, I can add Ron into that because I love the way I run, uh, play football. Love him or not hate him, dislike him. He always produced entertaining football teams, and and I love to watch Veracruz's football teams. And I told you, uh, he tried to sign me once yeah. when he was at uh, Man United. So I'm glad I can do that. So. I want to add Ron to that and all. How would anybody dislike Big Ron, though? Gabby, Gabby, <laughs> anything in life. <laughs> don't think that people don't like... like listen, I don't hate anybody. Yeah. I really don't. I've, and I mean that, I don't hate anybody. Yeah. But there is people out there who hate people. Yeah. You've only got to look at Trump or Boris Johnson or Corbyn or, or, or whoever. If you're in the public guy... People want to really, really. Some people will love you, and some people will hate you. And yeah. just I'm like you, it baffles me, but it, it it's there. Regardless what you say, people will help. There's some people will hate Terry Curran. Make no mistake on it. 
and I will help anybody I can. Yeah, exactly. It, the thing is, they might hate people, but they actually don't know them. So it's quite yeah. bizarre, really. But let's look at Big Run in the 80s. Uh, West Bromwich Albion, Manchester United, back to West Bromwich Albion. Atletico Madrid and Sheffield Wednesday. Wednesday. There's some great football clubs in there. Can I inter- can I just interrupt there? Of course you bit? can. I mean, the, the last time we won a trophy, Big Ron was yeah. our manager. Yeah. And that 1981, was it 83, was it something? 81, 83, something like that. 1981, I think, uh, 91, 91. 91, yeah. 91, uh, when we won the, uh, they gave me uh, times uh, crossed over. Uh, but, Great football we had. And look what's happened to us since Ron left. That's why you've got to get top managers what's going to get the right players and get the right philosophy uh, to play play your club. So sorry about that. But, you know, that's the last time we had any success and won anything under Big Ron Atkinson. And he was a success out there in uh, in Spain with Atletico yeah. Madrid. He, he was one of the longest-serving managers, he was telling me. Because Jesus Gill was the, the gaffer in them days. And talk about henchmen. I mean, Big Run says to me, he sacked one of the managers, I think, for failing to smile on a camera. <laughs> he sacked managers quicker than people got out of bed on the morning. <laughs> he was so unbelievable, wrong. wasn't he, Gill? So wrong. You would call that yeah. a success to say that. Yeah, 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 he did, yeah. I mean, when I... Interv- I mean, we, can, we can laugh at it, but... Yeah. It's, it's the truth. Yeah, it's absolutely the truth. If you look, mm-hmm. if you go, if you uh, research uh, the managers at Athletic Home Madrid, yeah, Jesus, Jill. He, he was sacking them, he was sacking them, you know, uh, like flies of fucking dropping, you yeah. know, so so you, you've got to call that some form of success. Oh, absolutely. And I, when I when I interviewed Ron for his 70th birth, 75th birthday and we was talking about his time there in Spain, and he, he said, I actually like the guy. He said, it, it reminded me of Doberman out of the uh, Bilko, Sergeant Bilko show. <laughs> he said, he's, he's, he was barmy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, Ron had a very, he had a little bit of bad luck at... Um, Man United, in a sense. Yes, he won things. What I'm saying is, Hmm. he just missed out on the league. And if he, if he, what I mean by that, if he wins that league, who knows? Who's to say that he wouldn't have gone on to be, and I'm not saying he would, I'm Hmm. just saying, who's to say that he wouldn't have gone and done what Alec Ferguson did? But if Ferguson gets the sack after the Nottingham Forest game when Robin scores the goal, Ferguson would not have been talked about like he talked about now. So you'd need that little bit to look. And to be fair as well, what happened in 86 when they come back from the World Cup, United were carrying a few injuries. Yeah. And, um, Robson had uh, dislocated his shoulder. Exactly, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I think Wilkins had got a problem, hadn't he? I know yeah. he got sent off, but he had a couple of injury problems. He was in and out because of, uh, of injuries. I think, Strachan, uh, I think Strachan was injured as well. He, did, he told me, I can't remember what players, but he said we carried quite a few injuries. And he says, let me tell you, because I mean, you know, Ron, let me tell you. You know, he, he's not making mistakes, but, um, you know, Sir Alex, well, Alex Ferguson in them days was was, was coming up and uh, he was given the uh, the job there at United. And, and players that Ferguson bought, Big Ron was already trying to bring players in. Ron was a Nats whisker, you're absolutely right. And Nats whisker away from being champions of England with Manchester United and you're right if he would have done that Ron could have probably built a dynasty there because he, he, he's been successful wherever he went and I think he's the uh, the last Aston Villa manager to to, to finish in the top to, uh, top two in the uh, top flight of uh, of English football as well 
Well, if you look at what where Sheffield Wednesday were when yeah. he was manager, look where Aston Villa were yeah. when he was managing. The problem is that you get you you'll, you'll always get your big two clubs at that time. Yeah. I.e., like we got Liverpool and Man United at the moment, uh, Manchester City. Mm-hmm. If it was uh, Liverpool and if it was Man United and Arsenal or wherever it were, the Aston Villas still have to keep adding to the to the squads. Yeah. And if the if the if the owners are not willing to do that, then you can fall by the wayside. Yeah. And 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 again, what I'm trying to say, once you get there, right, and if you get a couple of bad results, all of a sudden. You haven't got that money to spend. Yeah. You know the the thing. You know there's other people uh, saying the wrong things to the the directors, the owners of football clubs, and then it stops them giving the money to go buy that player. That one player, what might have changed the whole uh, scenario at Man United? Yeah. And also said that Rod Atkinson, if he'd have been allowed to fetch in one of the players that uh, what he was looking maybe one of the players what Alex Ferguson when he got there yeah. uh, were looking at it if he'd have been been able to or given the go ahead to go and do that I'm not saying it would have it, it would have made a big difference but none of us know do we no no we don't you know but we just want you know we just want to say uh, uh, run, uh, to Alex Ferguson were twice better than well yes he was because he's won more trophies mm. But that still doesn't mean he was a better manager. Absolutely. You know, he was a more successful manager. Yeah. And that's the difference. And having that little bit of luck sometimes. You make your own luck, but sometimes you do need that luck. I mean, people say to me, winning the league is the hardest thing. It isn't. Mm. And you're going to say, well, you, and I bet you've always said this. I've, ever, I've never thought the league title is never the hardest thing to win. Because I'll tell you for the reason why. Yeah. You've got to be more consistent than anybody else. I get that. Yeah. Right? But it, you can make a mistake in leagues and still win it. Yeah. You cannot make a mistake in a cup competition. That's a fair comment. You cannot make a... Mm. So, the, these teams, what, what yeah. with the FA Cup and uh, and win the uh, uh, European Champions Cup. League, yeah. you, you've got to have a or bit not, of luck. You've got to, not, you've got to, not so much the Champions League, TC. But the European Cup. Well, yeah, but yeah, but even now you can. St- I mean, Tottenham. You Champions can still League can lose those games. Yeah, you can still absolutely. you can still make a mistake, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, if you make a mistake in any cup competition, you're out. Yes, you're out. Mm-hmm. All right, there's a mini league now, right? You can't keep making mistakes. You can make four or five. Yeah, or six or seven in the yeah. league. Right, unless unless you get one team like Liverpool, what Liverpool's done for the last two seasons, yeah. have an exceptionally good season with 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 the bad they lost a match, right? But in general, majority of teams will lose four or five games. Yeah, you can afford to lose four or five in the, in the Champions League. You're out. Yeah, that's a fair. You're comment. out. You're out. So for me, it's the hardest thing to to, to win is a cup competition, right? But the most uh, prestigious is your league because if you to do what you do, that's telling you you're the best team and you're the most consistent team, right? But you can make mistakes in the league, whereas a cup, you cannot make any mistakes. Well, we're going to roll up a manager that did both, uh, won the old second division, in his next season, won the first division, and then in his next season, won the European Cup. For me, Brian Clough, and Cloughy's achievements are the greatest ever in British football. And I put Cloughy as number one as a football manager, in my opinion. Young, young man, thank you for that compliment. <laughs> right? And am I in the top five 
managers in this country. Well, I'm certainly in the top one. And thank you again for that compliment, young man. <laughs> brilliant. What, Absolutely but, brilliant. But what he did, Brian, and, and he didn't just do it with Nuts Forest or Nottingham Forest. He did it with Derby County as well. If he, he wouldn't have left Derby County, yeah. what a team. Because, listen, I played at Forest yeah. and I played at Derby. Yeah. In, in similar to what Clough been there. Because there's still a lot of those players there what to... Clifford bought it to Derby County. Mm-hmm. And when I say man for man, Derby were twice yeah. better team. And I don't mean, I hope the Forest fans don't think I'm being uh, audible there because John Robertson would have gone into that team, yep. right? Ian Boy would have gone into that team. Schultz would have gone into that team. But I'll tell you what, Viv Anderson, you know, would have gone into that team. But you've got people like David Nish, Clint Farland, uh, Bruce Rioch, Don Masson, Charlie John, you know, uh, unbelievable, believable team. And if Clough had been manager and playing there with that team, we just could have got everything. Uh, you know, because it's it, what it is with managers like Clough. It's You're respect. breaking up a bit too, so is that Sorry. away from your mouth? No, can you hear me now? Yep, yep, yep. You were just right. breaking uh, up a little bit. The, the difference between Clough and other managers, yep. yes, it, it makes it the football simple. But I don't want anybody to forget this. Any, any, any upcoming coach, any player, because the players will understand what I'm going to say. This, yeah. the difference with Clough is, it's respect. Yeah. The player, there's some players didn't like him. I can tell you that when I was there, the players didn't like him, but they respected him, yeah. and they, they, they thought, you know, you knew that he was going to win trophies, and that's what he asked. He made football simplistic, simplistic, right? Uh, and he had, he, he had that. Aura about him where people respect respected him without doubt. What a great manager! And the other one manager, what had that type of uh, aura around him was Bill Shankly. Yeah, I know he wasn't in the eighties, but Bill Shankly was the other one. Yeah, he was my favourite of the uh, of the seventies. My my two favourite British managers of all time are Brian Clough and Bill Shankly. Bill Shankly. I thought they were just different class. And and again, you're absolutely right. And no people will say, well, Ferguson won all that there, and Kenny won all that there with Liverpool. But all right, okay, it was Liverpool and it was Manchester United. And I think it is it is arguably easier to be successful with those rather than and no disrespect to a Birmingham City or a Derby County or an Aston Villa or a Nottingham Forest because you're right, they tend to have that bigger that that bigger clout in terms of financial backing. The, the, the two things the two things that the bigger clubs have, the two most important things bigger clubs have, yeah, is they're the bigger club. Yeah. Uh, the, so the players in general want to play for those clubs. Yeah. And the other one is the bigger clubs like them will always pay more money yep. than uh, than um, your Nottingham Forest and your Derby's. Yes, but what Clough did, what Clough did, and this is why I keep saying about coaches, where they keep moaning and groaning about not getting a chance. Clough didn't give a damn about Liverpool. Yep. He did not give a damn about Man United. Yep. He believed that he could get a team together to beat those teams. Mm. Liverpool and Man United, because they were the top teams at that moment in Diamond League. He put a team together, what he said, you know, I'm not bothered about you. We're better. We're, we're a better footballing team. I've got better players. So it can be done. Even in modern day football, 
it can be done it can't be done if you're going to defend defend and play negative football because you're never going to sign even goodish players you're never yeah. going to sign them because they know it's going to be boring it's going to be well it's a boring it's going to be boring in training they're going to be losing or or drawing major, majority of the match they're never going to be never going to be winning many games because mm-hmm. the first and fourth first and foremost for managers is to defend yeah. you know but Clough proved the point that it can be done it can be done and again Leicester proved it in the Premier League yeah it can be done if you're willing to, you know, uh, to to take a risk, take a chance, or believe in your ability. And you know, have respect for the team, the, these big clubs, but don't respect them when you're playing them. Now, when you played under Brighton against the bigger clubs, was it when you're in the dressing room? Did he make it clear that he he didn't like? The big clubs, the Manchester Uniteds and the Leeds and the and and the uh, and the Liverpools of this world. Gabby, I'm going to tell you two story about Wycliffe. I yeah. mean, I played there for three years, and before I got the bad injury, I, I had a flu jab, which was horrendous. Yeah, you lost and all your hair, didn't you? Yeah, all my skin came off, Gabby. Yeah, my nails came out. Honestly, I thought I was dying. They took me to Arlowood Hospital, and I was in there for seven days. I couldn't eat, and I was getting fed by tubes. Right, they put it down to a reaction from a needle. That's what the they got the dermatologist in and everything. They couldn't believe it. All my skin, and from around my balls and everything like that, the skin came off in lump in lumps, Bloody chunks of me hair. Honestly, what horrendous. Yeah. Now let's go back to about cloth. Right, I'll never forget the day when I signed for him, and I, and, I, and he said to me, "Young man, sign that contract." I said, "I'm signing now," and he'd been tapping me up for six months, yeah. right? And on top of that, I was going to Leeds United before he got the sack. Yeah, that's where I was going. Yeah, right. Uh, and when he said sign that contract, I said, "I'm not signing no contract unless I'm playing." And then he, he took me into the dressing room after game when they beat Rotherham, straight over to Martin O'Neill, and he said, "Young man, look at him." He's come to take your place. He's a better footballer than you, lad. Right? I was embarrassed. Yeah. Now, our co- our coaching was Jimmy Gordon took it. Very, very, very little coaching. When I said very little coaching, it was all ball work. Yeah. And when he came down, he'd stand on the on 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 the, the sideline, dishing orders out. If when I said dishing orders out, if it weren't if it weren't right, he would turn around and shout, "Young man." That's crap. I don't want to see that on a football field, lad. You know, and then he'd come and join in. And if you knocked a ball to him, when I say you, right, If we, when we played the five-a-sides, in our days it'd be seven, uh, eight, eight, against eight, eight against eight, and one of the players give him a bad ball, it'd stop it. He said, young man, I'll sell you next time you play a ball. I want the ball to my feet. Gave it to my feet. I won't give it away. I'll score you goals. I'll make you goals. And he was that type of manager, yeah. right? So when he came into a dressing room, so whenever we played home or away, he'd come into a dressing room at quarter to three. Yeah. He never, ever, not like Jack, not like uh, Lottie McMenemy, not like Mick Buxton, not like Tommy Doherty. He came into that dressing room and he turned around and he said, go and enjoy yourselves today, Lance. You're better than them. Keep the ball on the floor. Robbo or Woody or Ian Boyer, 
If they were whoever, or Terry, if you are best free kick takers or the best corner takers, or the get on the ball, lad. And if it's not your day today, John, you take. Oh, they would call it call it Fat Man. Fat Man, get on the ball <laughs> and go and show them what you can do, right? And he come and sit. He come and you know he come into the dressing room and like that's the only type of things he would say to you, yeah. right? Now some of the things what I hear people say about him. Never did that when I was there in the three years. And, he, you know, you, you sit down there, you know, when he's walking. And then there'd be another five minutes before Bell would go. And then he'd come and sit down. If he, if, he did, if he sat aside of me, he'd come and sit aside of one of you. And then he'd go, look, you know, you know, if he jumped and react, <laughs> reacted. Don't tell me you're nervous today, lad, else I'm not letting you go on the football pitch. You know, so he, he would look for little things and he'd yeah. say, go and show them. The petrified of you, Robo. Terry, the petrified of you. And that's what he did. Yeah. You know, if I were the best free kick taker, I was on it. Yeah. If it weren't my day, Robo would be on it. If it weren't Robo's day, would he be on it? Right? I mean, they all go on about 1979 Milk Cup fine. I'll tell you all about, you know, the, the, the Ravnid thing. Some of the lads, see, they make the story worse than it is because yeah. of it's after dinner speaking and they make it sound fantastic. What they did, they had a drink, they had a couple of drinks, mm. and then they had to go to bed. I promise you, Gabby, I never saw him drinking for three years. Yeah. And I'm every day, every time he's in, every time. He, and any player, what what was there, what's alive now, will tell you, I got away with murder with him. Yeah. Murder. He, he used to have a laugh, there was a serious side, and then there was a side where you knew where you couldn't cross that line. Yeah. Right? But his team talks was all about, you know, he never worried about the opposition. Man United, yeah. In fact, if anything, he'd said to you, these think they can play, right? They um, they're not a patch on you, lads. Go out and show the world how good you are. That's yeah. what he was like. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you know, if I play with Lottie, when I played with Lottie McManamy, I played with Tommy Dockery, I played with Jack Charlton and Big Buxham and these other these other clubs. You'd be spending hours going on uh, shape an organisation. What he would, what Cliffy would turn around and say, "I bought you, lad, to get the ball and give it to John Robertson. If you can't do it, I'll go and buy someone else. If you can't defend, I'll buy someone else." Yeah. They spend hours on. I'm telling you, Huddersfield got relegated from the Premier League, and I'll guarantee you, they will spend hour and hour and hour. On shape and organisation, and what happened to them? Yep. They get relegated. Yeah. And hardly won a game. And I'm not knocking others field. I'm, I'm just saying. So, Jack, we talk about the opposition, and I'm not for an hour. For an hour. And I told you that funny story when I was playing for uh, Uddersfield at Carlisle. Yeah. And he's going on and on and on and on. We used to used to get up to. Uh, to the football uh, away ground if you're playing away from if it was a, a midweek game you get up around about one o'clock two o'clock have a little bit of lunch uh, have a team talk get back up at half past four have some tea and toast and then you talk again for another hour yeah. and we and Mick Buxton he went on and, and I'm not just talking Mick because Jack did it many men did it and Tommy got and they went on on and on about his team. So we're playing Carlisle. Okay, we're in second division. We're not in Premier League. We're in second division. You th- I'm telling you, you would have thought we were playing Brazil. 
this full-backs this, and centre-backs, and you thought so, 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 so. Listen to two centre-backs. When they got it at Carlisle, all they did was just boot it as far as they could. I'm telling you, you would have thought it was uh, Ramos, it was uh, Beresi, and it was going on. And then he says to me, he says that, and everybody's looking and thinking, how was these? Yeah. By the way, they were below us. Yeah. They were about third bottom at league. Mm. Right? And then he turned around and says, has anybody got up to say? I said, yeah, boss. I said, uh, oh, we're playing. And he'd look at me. Uh, he'd look at me. I said, what do you mean we're playing? I said, I, th- I thought we were playing Brazil. And all I had to start laughing. And he was I want to take the piss, Gabby. What I'm trying to say is, they go on and on and on and on. When I went to Everton, I'm, we're travelling to Manchester United. Right? Yeah. And they weren't having the better, we weren't having a good time right? When I, before I went there. And we did all right in that when I went on loan. And we're all talking up us, because let's talk. And they say, well, it's a bit tough today. <clears throat> when, 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 when you're playing, when lads are playing, and there'll be no different, they'll all be the same thing. Even today, they'll be talking about, well, we'll beat them. We might get a straw there. We might get beat by them. You know, and we're going to Man United. Lads said, this will be tough today, because Man United were doing okay uh, under Ron Atkins, I think, Ron, Ron work manager at the time. Um, <clears throat> we might get beat today. And I said, forget Man United. Forget Brian Robson. I mean, people look at me and say, you know, do you think you are? And I said, I'm, not, I'm nobody, but I'm not trying to them, Gabby. But it's not being big-headed, Gabby. What yeah. I'm trying to say is, teams are beat before they go onto the football pitch. So, Puffy, he never, he would never overplay the opposition, yeah. ever, ever. Now, if you beat a good team after the game, he would come in and say, let me tell you something. That is absolutely brilliant. And you don't really know what a good team they were. Because yeah. you beat them tonight and that just shows you what a team you are. So he had the respect. It weren't complicated coaching and he never complicated you with the science of football. Spot on. Ferguson and Howard Kendall were my other two. Two, obviously two. I mean, Ferguson's got to be among the best ever for trophies. Well, he has because he's yeah. won more trophies than anybody. Yeah. But Howard was another great, great manager, great coach and understood the game brilliantly. Fantastic managers of the 80s too, so and some great stories about uh, Brian Howard Clough. Behind the Lens is another feature that we do on our weekly podcast. Christmas party out with Joey Jones. What was all that about? Posted today. Yeah, well, obviously... Um, Sponsors, all clubs are different. So, uh, yeah. yeah, if you had a major sponsor, what sponsored the club, um, and they'd have a, a Christmas party, and they'd ask for some players to go down to that sponsor. Some other players would go to another one, you know. So we all had to do a fair share of uh, showing us fa- showing us faces at, at all these dudes, i.e., whether it be an hospital. A child's hospital at Christmas, you you you'd be going to children's hospital. Yeah. So that one, that one is is three of us. Uh, Dale Tempest, I think he worked for Skybet now. Dale. Okay. Um. What it was, it was a Christmas do, and we'd been invited down, so we had to go and show us faces uh, on behalf of the club for the sponsors. So that's what that was about. What club was it that you played with Joey Jones? Oh, it was Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Yeah, me and him, when he, uh, I'm not sure if he signed him from Liverpool, but anyway, obviously he played for Liverpool. I mean, yeah, he was a decent player. Yeah, great player, Joey, great lad, mm-hmm. funny. 
before funny that, boy. Wrexham, they, I think Liverpool yeah. bought him from Wrexham, didn't they? Wrexham. Funny, funny lad. And he would kick his mother. Right? <laughs> Honestly. But it was so, such a nice lad uh, off the pitch. I was telling Tom about it. We used to do a thousand sit-ups. When I say sit-ups, not the same ones. Different, you know, different sit-ups. Yeah. Before we went out training. And I'd be, well, I'm 30 then, 30, 30-ish, because I, I finished at 31 with my knee. And Joey is either my age or maybe a year older than me. You know, but we used to go in gym, right? When we weren't a gym, it was like a a room down there, and we'd go in there do a thousand sit-ups, different, you know, press-ups, sit-ups, and but all different sit-ups. Yeah. Every every day we was in, you know, if we had a day off, you know, uh, on a Wednesday, then we would miss. But your Monday, Tuesday, uh, Thursday, Friday, before we went out, before we did any training with the with the first team, we always used to go in that gym and do. I was telling Tom about that. We used to do a thousand sit-ups. And you did them as well as Joey Jones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I love training. Yeah, I love training. I didn't when I said I didn't like running. I think there was no sense in us doing running. Yeah. And the reason why I thought there was no sense in in us doing running, you've got to be, you've got to be, you've got to have fitness. And you've got to run. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Yeah. But I didn't drink. I didn't, I didn't smoke. You know, yeah. and so I got great physique and got great fitness on my side. Barring, I got bad knees. Yeah, you know, I had got bad knees. I was gain away with it, but you know, I, I was feeling them. You know, but in general, players, players, uh, good players, will always look after the after the bodies because your body is your tool. Yeah, you know, so. Uh, I love training, but I never thought. I used to think to myself, "Why aren't we spending more time with the ball?" Yeah. But there, the bosses, you know what you can do about it. You have to get on with it. Yeah. You know. So, uh, but no, uh, Joey was a, a fitness uh, fanatic, and so was I, really. The country at the moment is in lockdown, and board games seem to be really popular. What's your favourite board game, TC? Well, I haven't got a favourite board game we were watching some racing me and tom that's our favorite game what racing uh but they've taken the dogs off now and they've taken the uh horse race we're hoping they're going to put that mutual racing on <laughs> what's it called tom virtual not mutual virtual, virtual ra- racing uh no we, we keep us occupied we keep ourselves uh, occupied with being on phone i mean obviously if you, if you go on my facebook I'm always putting little jokes on oh, funny. For, for, for for people and get a bit of banter back. So that's how we're keeping ourselves occupied. Um, Tom sleeps all day long, uh, <laughs> but this coronavirus, this coronavirus has got him out of bed. He comes down, he comes down other other day, and he said to me, Dad, right, uh, eleven o'clock. What we're going to do today? That is boring, isn't it? And I looked at him. I said, What you want to do is go back to bed. Right, so don't get back up again until five o'clock, like you used to do before this coronavirus, on. and then you won't, and then you won't be bored of making me be bored because you're bored. So you now we we try and occupy ourselves with, with having a bit of laugh on, on on Facebook, and we've got some good banter on the moment in time. I've done a I've done a thing about me and Jack Charlie only for a bit of a laugh. Yes, I you saw know. that today. Yeah. You know, uh, reckoning to to uh, well not reckoning having a mask on so people wouldn't hear what I was saying. You know, because some players were some players were so when managers were there, that yes, boss, yes, and agree with everything. Whereas I would say, no, that's not right, boss, that's not right. You know, so I thought, well, I'll I'll do the bit. Whereas I'm meant to be someone, some someone else, but being me, uh, criticising Jack, and then being them, 
by talking with the mask off and saying, oh, he's best coach in the world and he's best at this, we're best at that. But some of the, there's a couple of things in there. You know, the fish shop bit is true. We, we called it fish shop. Order 18 fish and chips. And they come back and they come, I've got no money on those lads. Anybody got any money? And then he get the receipt, didn't get the lads it back or whatever, give it him. And then, and, and, and then claim the receipt money uh, back for himself. <laughs> Great, great guy. I love Jack. Absolutely love Jack. Random question, TC. Have you ever had a run-in with a squirrel? No. No. No, no but why, why did you ask me that? No, because, I mean, I, I, I do love gardening. And down the bottom of our garden, I like to feed the birds. So I put little, you know, treats on the trees yep. for them. But I've got a, I've got three squirrels because at the bottom of our garden we got trees and countryside, and these squirrel these squirrels come and nick all the food. So cutting a long story short, what I've done, you know these wire coat hangers. Yes. Instead of having the string because they bite through the string, then the, uh, the the goodies fall from the tree and then the squirrel like has them. But what yeah. I've done, I've got these wire coat hangers and turned them upside down and hung them from the branches. Well, the squirrels just got his two paws and thrown them down. So now I've I've unravelled the coat hanger. So I've got a length of wire with fat balls and a log on there and a coconut. And the wife phoned me up earlier and says, you know, your coconut, the squirrel's <laughs> just gone over the fence with it. I must have the fattest squirrel in the West Midlands. Uh, yeah. So it's never... almost war now between me and the squirrel. I'm trying to out-squirrel a squirrel. I've never, I've never been a keen gardener, but I yeah. love gardens. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it looks beautiful, doesn't it? You know, when the grass is. Yes. I mean, I used to get, I used to get the, uh, I used to say to the lads, uh, groundsmen, how do you get the grass that's green and then give us the stuff, the weed, the weed, uh, not the weed killer, but the stuff fertilizer to make it, yeah, fertilizer yeah. to make it to, to make it greener. Because I used to have, I used to have a, a I've always had a, a gardener, so yeah. they probably have all the uh, problem because we used to have squirrels, we used to have the red ones as well as. Brown yeah, ones. just we got you the know, grey ones now. One of the houses I had, we always had a problem with moles. Yeah. You know, but no, I've never, because the only time I went in the garden would be at tea time, you know, but especially in summer, uh, is sit and have a glass of wine with uh, whoever I was with, living with at the time, or would have a tea out there, a cup of tea, something like that, and, and just sit in and, and enjoy the uh, tranquilness uh, of the garden yeah. uh, in the summer, but no, I've never had any problems with the uh, with the animals in the gardens. Only the the, the gardeners would have found that. But uh, when when you were asking me that question, I thought, "Was well, he coming with this one?" <laughs> so uh, I phoned my dad up earlier and uh, and told him the squirrel update. So squirrel gate so far. I'm getting hammered about six nil by this squirrel, but I'm quite confident I'm going to get a goal back. So weekly update on squirrel gate. Well, I always used well, to get the nuts for the birds. Yeah. Uh, in winter, yeah, you know, um, even in summer, but in in, in the winter, uh, I used to put about so. But the, the gardens, I've always I've always liked gardens, but obviously I've never been a, a keen gardener. But I do like to see nice gardens. And no football on, so no football forecast again. They were playing in Belarus. You were absolutely right. And I think whoever runs a country, whether it's a prime minister or a president, I don't know what the constitution is of Belarus, but he said, we'll beat this coronavirus by drinking vodka. (laughs) (laughs) Which ain't a bad idea, but I don't think you're going to beat it, mate. (laughs) So I don't know whether they're still playing or not, to be fair, Belarus. Well, 
the thing is, I keep finding a, a, a country what's got what some type of sport on, but it, every time I mention them, uh, they get taken off and uh, they get stopped uh, from playing. So I'm not going to mention any more football teams because that way we can either watch them or we can have as little football bets on them. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens with the what's going to happen in the country and let's hope we can get back as quick as possible. Absolutely, because you're still winning uh, 13-11. I mistakenly said it was 13-10 last week. And I also... I've been on a... Listen, I've been on a great run. I've <laughs> never been on a long this run. I've never been on a winning run this long in my life. <laughs> but while there's no football, um, one week I pick the music, next you pick the it's music. It's my turn this week. It's your it? turn this week to uh, pick the music to play out because I can hear the vacuum being fired up as we speak because we're on about an hour. So what record have you picked for us to go out with this week, TC? Well, uh, when I pick these records, I pick them because I like them. And yeah. It's not what other people think. I was going to pick the uh, George Michael or Rita Franklin one. Great song. But then again, I'm in, uh, I'm in the car the other day coming back from the supermarket and who comes on is... Uh, Andre Bacelli with uh, Celine Dion prayer. So I'm going to play that one because, like I said to you, I've got all all different kinds of music. I can listen to the only, like I said to you, the only ones that I'm not over keen of is the um, heavy metal one. Yeah. So I'm going to play the Andre Bacelli. Me and Tom, we're going to have a glass of water because we we've got no wine, we've got no beers. <laughs> so we're going to have a glass of water and uh, listen to a bit of uh, Andre Bacelli and uh, Celine Dion and prayer. But what a way to go out. And once again, thanks for your time. Love to you and yours, TC. Thank you all for listening. And we will reconvene this time next week. And hopefully we'll know a little bit more and the world will be a better place. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great weekend. I hope, well, I'm saying have a great weekend. Have a good weekend under circumstances, you and your family. And let's hope there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel next, next week that we've got something where we're getting a little little nearer to uh, things getting back to normal. Cheers, pal. Till next time. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, Bye-bye. 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 In times when we don't know Let this be our prayer When we lose our way Lead us to a place Guide us with your grace When stars go out each night, eterna stella se. Nella mia preghiera, let this be our prayer. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.